Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. We are the Sports and Media Show. He's Joe. I'm Jeff. The Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. How you doing, Joe? Pretty good. How you doing today? Good. I think today's show we're going to do a little bit different than the first couple of ones. We're just going to kind of go through what's going on in sports. And we're not going to have a main topic or a bunch of subtopics, just what's happening, because I think that's sometimes what's happening in sports is, is kind of that way. It's all around. But the one thing that's still prevalent out there is it, everybody's talking about Colin Kaepernick and different, different athletes really making some kind of stand. Yeah, it's uh, I read a piece this morning from uh, Will Leach, who's nearby here in Mattoon, and he brought up a point we've been talking about yep. a little bit, which is how the media amplifies. Before all of this sit-down happened, he had gone on social media and suddenly out of the blue just started doing it. And I know you and I talked before the show, maybe his wife had, had asked him or not. But he had gone out there and he had uh, tweeted pretty heavily about these topics, and no one wrote anything about it. And then he sits down, and then Sports Illustrated and another um, media person writes about it, and it blows up. So that's, you know, all these people talking about the media's role. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And, it's funny. and he really sat down the first game, and no one even noticed. It was no really one. the second game when someone saw a picture, then they realized it's happened. And now it's kind of taken off and became this really the overriding story of sports everywhere you go. And different athletes and different coaches and different owners are all having uh, their opinion right now. Jerry Jones said his guys will stand up. You know, I think the Steelers coach said his guys will stand up. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens if somebody does decide to go against the grain of what an owner wants. So uh, it'll be, you know, times are. Times are weird out there in the world of sports. I think it's dangerous for a coach to say that my players won't do any of these things because you're going to lose credibility if they don't. And right now, you know, in the NBA, think about it. There's even it's even more heavily African American, and what's going to happen there? Yeah. You know, the only person who stood up. I mean, Michael Jordan said something the other day. Yeah, and Steve Kerr came out yesterday and said he doesn't think there'll be any uh, any protests in the NBA. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how we can say that because there's going to be somebody that's going to have an opinion and they're going to do something. I mean, it just seems like somebody, you know, there, there are more people following Kaepernick's step, whether you like it or not, you know, and everybody realizes he does have the right to do it, but there's also ramifications of that right, as we've seen. So, uh, and, and you couple that with what's going on in, in Tulsa and Charlotte right now. It makes everything a lot more uh, scary right now in the world. I know the National Football League's even thinking about uh, moving that Vikings-Panthers uh, game on Sunday. I think they're trying to make a decision maybe even by tonight or by tomorrow. We're, we're uh, taping this on September 23rd, but they want to know real soon. So it'll be interesting to see what we do there. Yeah, and something about uh, Steve Kerr is he was one of the first coaches to come out in support of Colin Kaepernick, as did Stephon Curry. So... Uh, but about the NFL, it'll be interesting to see. I haven't read a whole lot, and I don't know how much been, has been written about this so far, but it'll be curious to see. I, don't, I just don't see them um, moving the game unless, yeah. it, it, unless it's really dangerous for fans to appear, and I don't know how much it's abated. I mean, I, I saw some CNN yesterday live, but other than that. Yeah, I have no idea either on that. It's going to be uh, – I don't know if interesting is the right word, but kind of scary as you as you talk about it. Uh, other things that are going on in the sports and media world. The big thing in baseball is Vin Scully has announced that he will uh, step down at the end of the regular season, and I, it's it's just like him to be classy. And everybody's asking him why he doesn't want the playoffs to be about him. 
you know, and so he's going to not broadcast any Dodgers playoff games, uh, no matter if they would go to the World Series Game 7. He would not come back for it because he wants it to be about the Dodgers and not him after 68 years of calling Dodger games. I mean, it's a class move, but in a, in a way, though, I mean, how I mean, it'd be hard to pull away if you've been with a team that long not to want to make the playoff ride with them. Yeah, and, and what's kind of interesting about broadcasting, I know this is your area far more than mine, is that um, Jason Stark wrote uh, a piece. I don't know if you guy, saw yeah. it the other day. He wrote a piece about uh, Vin Scully a couple of days ago. It's this beautiful piece on ESPN.com. Go check it out. And um, he pretty much just talked to announcers and people in the field, asking them about it. And the best analogy I saw was that Vin Scully may not have the best voice or the best whatever, but he has the whole package, and there's something in his voice, and they likened it. And I don't know if it was Costas or somebody else said that having a voice like that is like being born with an arm that can throw 98 miles an hour. You just know it when it's there. Yep. And he's actually fantastic. He, you know, he really does paint the picture in the mind when you listen to some of the things he says. And now he's got 68 years of stories that he can tell when he's on the air. So uh, it's definitely uh, – it, it, baseball will not be the same after Vince Scully goes away. But it's, he's an incredible broadcaster. And I'd say that would be tough to follow a team for 162 games and say, nope, I'm not going to the playoffs. Now, you know, there may be other factors we don't know about. But I think it was still a class move to say, I don't, I don't want the playoffs to be about me. So interesting there. Um, you know, go back to Kelly. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, about uh, – you said there's not going to be anybody like him anymore. And um, something that I think is interesting is that I wonder if TV broadcasting is ever going to be the same as like that. Because when he started, he was he was painting pictures for radio. Yep. Today, you know, I just see so much of the lingo getting slung out there, and they don't really describe what's on the field. I realize we're seeing it, but it doesn't hurt to do some of those things. I think that there's a lot of really um, – imprecise language being thrown out there and i see it translating into print as well i I think you're exactly right people just assume people know because we're so you know social media has taken over everything where we automatically know everything immediately i saw right before we went on the air the the uh, the patriots quarterback last night's having surgery on his thumb so they may be down to their fourth string quarterback before tom brady comes back so and i don't even know who that is maybe julian edelman or they'll bring up somebody tim tebow's name was brought up so crazy how these things happen immediately now in the world of sports going back to kaepernick once what'd you think about time magazine putting him on the cover i wanted to ask you about that well i you know i think you and i've talked about this too is that this is, I think, ultimately going to be one of those transcendent moments. You know, we've talked about Tommy Smith and, and Juan Carlos in the 68 Olympics, maybe uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, you know, not going to Vietnam, Jackie Robinson, you know. I, I think this is ultimately going to be that, and he was certainly not the person you'd expect to do it. This is transcendent sports, oh, right? It's everywhere. I mean, everything you read, when you, if you log on or go to social media or go your local newspaper, anything, a radio station, podcast in Coles County, Illinois, are talking talking about Colin Kaepernick and the ramifications of him, um, you know, so, you know, taking a knee during the national anthem and what that means um, uh, in the in the African-American community and what it means really socially across these uh, the barriers. I, I bet it gets brought up in the debates that are coming up in the presidential debates. People are going to ask, you know, Mr. Trump and, um, uh, you know, Secretary Clinton, you know, what do you all think? And and and. Their answers are going to be interesting because they're going to, again, be skewered immediately, and then they'll be torn apart for uh, the next couple of days until the next <laughs> news cycle comes. Right, but sure. uh, it's everywhere you go, and everybody has an opinion. And, you know, the, the overriding opinion is he has the right to do it, and that's kind of where everybody stops the agreement. And then where do you go? Well, I think the problem is that early on, especially, all the arguments and discussions were should he do it or not. That's a moot point. He yeah. can do whatever the heck he wants. It's America. He can do those things. The point is now – 
he want and he would want I would think us talking about these issues you know in the in the midst of all this I think it was getting ready to, to die off a little bit not completely but then we have two shootings including one where inexplicably that police officer we're not there we don't know all the facts but just watching the video why did that man get shot? Yeah, that that's and, one. That one's unexplainable. I think the Charlotte one's going to be explainable, but the Tulsa one is not. And you know, that's uh, late, like I said, watching online and all that stuff that we do here. But you, like you said, Mike Ditka even came out last night or this morning and said that he wishes Kaepernick would either you know if either not take a stand or get the heck out of the country. And he didn't say heck. <laughs> right, right. And, and and here and Mike Ditka has got a, a big following. People like Mike Ditka, but I don't see. It'll be interesting to see what happens because of that. Yeah, I, I th- we're, we're seeing that there's at least two Americas, if not five or six, because we all, from our backgrounds, are looking at different. Just like you've seen humorous movies and other things, seeing how men and women look at the world, uh, uh, clearly different. Uh, we're seeing African Americans different from Caucasians, and, and who knows with the, with the recent refugees and people from Mexico. Um, for, for, for someone like Mike Ditka to say, get out or not, it's a rather audacious statement because he doesn't know the whole thing. We like to think we do. <laughs> but this is even open my this is open my eyes a whole lot too. I, I at first I was I was like why is he doing this? That's not we don't need to go this way. But now you start to understand, and then you see another shooting, and and you realize that it's there is a whole other world out there that we're not associated with on a daily basis. We only see glimpses of in the media, and then you realize that there is a problem in this country. Uh, I just don't know how you solve it. That's the problem. What becomes of it? It's a transcendent moment. But what happens three months from now, six months from now, a year from now? What are we talking about on on a show like this or any show that? Has something to do with sports you know and i guess that's the 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 great unknown is a little scary in my opinion right now uh because we just don't know where this is going to go yeah michael wilbon on um uh, it wasn't really on a show they were interviewing him and kornheiser and he said that he went to uh something up in chicago relatively recently where they had about the shootings out in west chicago and people afraid to leave their house yeah all the problems there and he was there with several different people and and he was talking to the police officers saying okay what do we do next and the police officer and the police chiefs were saying, "Well, here's some things we can do, but it can't be readily. You can't just flip a switch and yeah. get and get something done." Wow, what do you do? Oh, uh, in other sports uh, topics, I know Skip Bayless, who uh, left ESPN to go to Fox, is still whining. He, he talks more about ESPN than he does any uh, sports now at Fox. And I know Skip Bayless is one of those def- decisive or divisive uh, sports commentator, but it's funny that he cannot stop talking about ESPN while he should be trying to be talking sports on Fox. And he just keeps whining about how he was underpaid and underappreciated. And, and uh, I thought that was uh, one of those stories that uh, – I wish would go away just because uh, Skip Bayless can become quite annoying at times. And right. if you're so mad about what happened, I think you you got to move on because you just can't you can't hold on to that. It's not going to help him as a sports broadcaster. Your thoughts, Joe? Well, think of it. Any jobs we have, if we hate our job enough, leave. I mean, and and the <laughs> second thing is anybody, whether you're in the media or it's not a smart de- uh, something smart to say. If you're making six figures, say he's even making one twenty. Um, and I don't mean just even 120. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Any day. But, but, you know, people aren't going to be able to connect with that. Yeah, you know, I, you don't complain about how much money you make. It, you know, keep it quiet. <laughs> you know, be happy that you made the money you did and go on. He's not going to get any good publicity out of this. I don't, I don't see it either. I, I think you're exactly right. Other things you want to talk about in the world of sports, I know, as we uh, talk. There's a couple. There's um, – we had uh, EIU's athletic director, Tom Michael, came in to talk, and uh, I don't really share anything in these because I tell my students they're not allowed to, to keep it a yeah. candid conversation. But it got me to thinking about um, access to athletes 
And that's one of the biggest challenges right now in the United States is that how do you get access? And you have, you know, talk about two different worlds. Athletic directors slash sports information directors are looking at it far different than the media. They're looking about protecting their brand, their image, and everything. And the media is going, I can't do my job. And I think this, and it made me think about it more because this ties into the whole thing that Will Leach was writing about in SI, which is, you know, if you're self-contained and you're popping things on your own web page and you're trying to control, you're not going to get the same exposure you're going to get if you open it up to everybody. You want as much exposure. Fortunately, uh, we're lucky here. Tom Michael's a good guy, and he wants to get that. Yeah. He gets it. But we see so many ADs, coaches, whatever, who are shutting things down and, and not allowing it. And, and it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's horrid. Yeah, Nick Saban's probably the worst. I mean, and the number one team in the country in Alabama. But he will not let his uh, very limited access for his athletes to go on any radio, TV, newspaper interviews, anything. You know, down there at and at, at the University of Alabama. So there's an, the exact opposite of a Tom Michael. Yeah, I, if you're going to, uh, if you want to get publicity, you want to have more exposure, not fewer. When I hear about schools saying, "Let's take our games off TV," I think that's dumb 101. You know, we've seen what happened to the NHL and the Blackhawks and yeah. everything. So if a school like University of Illinois or Eastern were to say, "Not let's not put them on there to get more people in the seats," you're going to get fewer people in the seats. You know, so with the same thing, don't put it on your website. I mean, do that, but you want the yeah. local papers covering it, the local TV stations. More, the better. Yeah, and I think University of Illinois ran into that problem in Champaign is because you know they haven't been as good in basketball lately, and so less of their games are on TV, or at least on what people would call like main Big Ten Network or, sure. or something like that. They're on some of the other ones, or they're online only. And I think that people in the media and in the sports information think everybody has a computer that can stream. Well, there's a whole audience. I get my dad's a perfect example. Has no idea what that means. That sixty and over. Some place you go fly fishing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think they've forgotten about those folks, and it's too bad because those are some avid sports fans that they are that are no longer having access to big-time sports. So they have to – you're right. They do have to be careful about that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I mean, how many people are really legitimately following things on Twitter? And, you know, I just I just started getting my SI again, and I got my first issue, and I went, my God, this is tiny. <laughs> but I'm thinking, but there's a big audience that still wants that. And yep. it's still excellent as a publication. Uh, but you're right. There's a lot of fans. That's the newspaper industry. You know, they'd like to go online, but they can't because a lot of people don't want to. Yeah. yeah There's still something about the feel of a newspaper in your hands that I think to, to true sports fans and true media people, it, it, it's better. It just says there's something better about it. Yeah, I love and books. I was just uh, down at a book festival um, uh, last weekend, and having all those books around me made me feel good, <laughs> even though I have a lot on, a, on my iPad and everything like that. Oh, but. Yeah. But again, I mean, access, you want to have that. And the other thing is, um, I forget who was talking about this the other day, and we talk about it all the time in my sports writing class, is that if you're going to write an opinion piece, the next day you get your butt down there in the locker room and let people have the opportunity to get angry at you. Yep. We had a columnist down in Orlando, Brian Schmitz, and I remember him talking about it years ago. He covered the Magic, and they were a couple times they'd be unhappy with him. But he'd walk in there, they'd say it, They'd get it off their chest, and they realized the relationship, and they, they respected him and trusted him that he wasn't going to run and hide. Like, wasn't it Jay Mariotti, for a while, at the, <laughs> towards the end of his career, yeah. at least, I don't think he did at the beginning, would just run and hide. If you're going to be a sports journalist, you can't just write opinions and hide. You're going to get no respect, and therefore you're not going to get the best stories and the best coverage. I believe Jay Mariotti, what did he say? Uh, people are going to miss me. Uh, no, Jay, we didn't. <laughs> no, not 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 so much. So. He's out in California I think, I, right now. Right? I, yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I think he, I stumbled across it. He was good at first, and then he got so arrogant that you he become uh, he just became 
for lack of a better word, a character of what he, what he should have been, and then he just agitated so many people in Chicago that no, nobody missed him. He really thought better of it. He thought more of himself, more highly of himself than was was the actual the truer the true fact. So oh yeah, because the best. I forgot all about him actually until you said that name now. <laughs> and 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 I, the only reason I remember him is because he was known for not going in the locker rooms, yep. for nothing positive there. Exactly. You know, about a year ago, I spent some time with uh, Jennifer Langos, who covers uh, the Cardinals for MLB.com. Yeah. And um, I hadn't covered a beat for for many many years. And um, she was there the whole time, you know, like every the writers. They're chatting and talking, and you build relationships, and that's how they got good information. Is, yeah. is not just by having opinions. Yeah, you have to get in there and find out what's going on and, and, and learn a little bit about the players, their lives, their families, and all that stuff. Because then you seem more real as a writer, in my opinion. Anybody can have an opinion about anything, you know? Right. Like, so there you go. Go straight down in the middle of the locker room. Any other topics you want to ch- talk about today on the sports and media show? Well, there's a whole whole bunch of things going on there with um with the nfl i guess with um well they're trying to there's a few people out there trying to boycott the nfl yeah it's i i it's not going to happen no it's not going to ha- i mean they're going to boycott it but i don't think anything really is going to come well there's going to be a couple people here and there but with fantasy sports and gambling and the fact that nfl is destination tv i mean even you know on the, the houston new england thursday night game 27 nothing people are still watching it i mean you know it's just because it's still houston and new england and it's football on a thursday night um horrible game did you watch the whole game i could not Okay. I, I, I don't watch blowouts unless it's my favorite team. I grew up in New Jersey. If yeah. the Giants are blowing someone out, but I I find I don't know how you're how you follow sports as much. I know you're a big Steelers. Yeah, I'm the same way. If the Steelers are on, I watch them. If they're up forty nothing or down forty nothing, and I'll watch every game from start to end. But last night when it gets to be a blowout, I'm I'm scanning channels and I'm going to find out what's going on in the Major League Baseball races, or I'm going to watch you know news for a little bit and then and and switch around. I cannot watch a blowout of two teams like that. No. No, not at all. I, and I, I find as much as I love baseball, uh, unless I'm having it streamed on my desktop, which I get the online, usually while I'm doing something else, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever in the last couple of years sat down and watched from first inning to ninth. I guess maybe it's been five years at least. Yeah, unless it's a, unless it's a playoff game, I, yeah, you're, I'm exactly right. And, and, and even then, sometimes I would switch around just because I'd get frustrated or just want to see what else. You always want to feel like what else is going on in the world. Even if you've got Twitter on your phone or your laptop or whatever, or your iPad, you still want to, you, you want to know what's going on in the world. So that's the world we have become here in uh we're rewired yes everything is you got to have more than one or two uh you know things going on at once it's it's strange 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 strange. oh it is i feel like sometimes and i love to read and i read a lot but sometimes i'm reading going i'm like what else what else should i be doing at the same time shouldn't i be you know i heard somebody say the other day we're developing this uh uh just a a group of kids and young people that are so used to sensory overload they're not going to know when they're stressed to the max because they're always online and locked in on two or three things. Yeah. So that's scary. That could be real scary. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, but the thing is, I wonder if we're also that, you know, old person telling get people to get off our lawn. That <laughs> we may, may be. Maybe the world is going to be better that you can think but about I, things. I, I, I cannot do several things at once well. At the same time, when I'm yep. a, I am so flocked into one thing, all in, and then the next. Well, Except when I'm watching TV, but yeah. that's a passive. Yeah, that's well, a it's passive. like we talked about, like tonight. You know, going to a football game. I want to watch the game. I don't want to socialize with ten and twelve people <laughs> right. sitting around me. And you know, I know that that's, that that's going to happen at certain times, and that that frustrates me. I like to watch, and uh, you know, and when you get to see that, but it's tough because when you, it's mostly in a small town like Mattoon Charleston, where we know everybody. Right. You go to a sporting event, and people are going to talk to you. And they're going to say this and that, and you you can't get up and get a you know a coke or whatever. 
ever without talking to 500 people. So uh, it is what it is, right? So yeah, what do you right. do? <laughs> and, and really, that's what sports has become. I mean, it's nothing new. But when you go to the games, these skybox and everything, you, I'm sure you've been in one of those yep. before. And no one's watching the darn game there. You know, it's you're a, sitting there eating, drinking, and, and you know. And I've been in those before where I've, I'm at the front there looking out at the hockey game or whatever <laughs> it is going on there, and everybody else is, you know, chewing the fat behind me. There you go. Well, I tell you what, about, probably about does it for this week, Joe, on the on the Sports and Media Show. I think we t- touched on a lot of topics. We'll be back each week, and you can go online to weiu.net and uh, click on the radio, and you can uh, follow the direction there. And you've been posting everything on Facebook so people can find the link. We hope you enjoy the show. We'll be back next week with another show of the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. All right. See you next week. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.